Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, Culture Kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast dedicated to empowering a generation of kind and empathetic creators and citizens of the world. Today, we are joined by Cantor Beth from Congregation Tikvat Jacob, a beautiful Jewish synagogue located in Manhattan Beach, California. She is here to share about the Jewish faith and bar and bat mitzvahs and its significance to the community. Hello, hello. My name is Asher, and I am your host along with my mom, Kristen. Before we meet our guest, we want to ask you for a huge favor. Huge. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Asher. Yes, leaving us a review on Apple will help spread the word about our show so that more families can become globetrotting citizens. And we also have two very special birthday shout-outs. First is for Anya Otoya from Manhattan Beach, California. Anya's birthday was on January 7th, and she is now eight years old. And she is a big Taylor Swift fan. We are also Swifties in our family, too. And our next birthday celebration goes to Penny Miller from New York City. Penny is turning seven years old and she wants to travel to India someday. I've never been there myself and can't wait to visit someday. Happy birthday, Anya, and happy birthday, Penny. And thank you for being a part of Culture Kids. Well, let's hurry up and meet our guest today. Yes, let's welcome Cantor Beth from Congregation Tikvat Jacob, Manhattan Beach, California. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Asher. Hi, Culture Kids. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Can you tell us about yourself? My name is Cantor Beth Garden, but most of my students and the people in my community call me Cantor Beth. So is Cantor your title? Like, mommy's name is Kristen, but I call her mom, or Oma in Korean. So, rabbis and cantors are the people who are like a minister, or a pastor, or a priest in a church, or an imam at a, um, at a mosque, and we are the people who are in charge of teaching different things about our tradition, and also making sure that our community is run in an organized way and that we are able to serve or help everyone in our community in the best way we possibly can. Oh, so they are the leaders. Yes! We have pastors at our church. They do things like that. Yep, rabbis and cantors are like leaders in the Jewish faith, and Judaism embraces a rich and beautiful set of traditions, teachings, and a deep connection to God. Rabbis and cantors. Can you tell us the difference between a rabbi and a cantor? Hmm. Rabbis are kind of in charge of teaching about Jewish laws 
and Jewish commandments and rules. Rabbis help people try to figure out the rules, but they also make and adapt the ancient rules, rituals, and traditions to make them meaningful and relevant for our day and age. And cantors teach more about prayers, and there's a word, it's called liturgy, which is a general word for all of the prayers that we say and how do we read them or sing them. And so there's a lot of music involved. Cool, you must sing well. We have friends and family that practice Judaism. Can you tell us more about the community and the people? A Jewish community is really about preserving our traditions and our rituals. We celebrate certain holidays and we eat certain foods and we light candles every week at the beginning of our Sabbath, which we call Shabbat in Hebrew. And we start that every Friday night. And some people rest a lot and don't do certain things that they would do when they're working. And other Jewish people just try to do something special. Maybe they'll have a special meal with their family. Aww. Just spending time together and making it different than the rest of the week. That's wonderful. When I was growing up, our family always spent Sundays at church and we would all have lunch together after service. In Judaism, the equivalent gathering takes place at the synagogue. Cantor Beth's synagogue, as we mentioned earlier, is called Congregation Tikvat Jacob. Can you tell us more about it? So our community is in Manhattan Beach, California, and the families come to us for all kinds of things, for things that we celebrate together, like a holiday that comes every year. It's also building a sense of community and having a third place, like not your school, not your house, but like having this other place. It's like a home away from home for our students and our families and for them to meet each other and be together and find things in common. That sounds so nice. What kind of things do you guys do there? Sure, I would love to answer that question. Yes! We have an idea in Judaism that's called tikkun olam. It means fixing the world. But we see our mission as to make it better than we came into it. Oh, kind of like when we go somewhere, like to the beach. Mommy always says, leave the beach cleaner than we can. Yep, you got it. So we try to do little projects to help people, to make people feel better, to feed hungry people, bring toys to children who may not get gifts. And we try really hard in many ways. Those are just a few of them. That's cool. So in our family, we read the Bible when we go to church. Is there a special book that Jewish people follow too? That's a great question, Asher. The words that are in our very special and holy texts or a scroll that words are written on that are very, very old and they have a lot of wisdom in them and they may be stories that teach us something. So we learn lessons about all of these things from these sacred and holy special 
stories. Thank you for explaining that. So in Judaism, the holy texts include the Torah, which consists of the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. The Torah is a really interesting scroll. This is how old the Torah is. There was no books. Wow. They didn't bind books. They only had scrolls long, long, long time ago. And the Torah is basically rolled on two pieces of wood towards the center. And it's five sections in the Torah. All are chapters. I can now read chapter books. And actually, the Christian Bible starts with the same five sections. And so we have a lot in common with our Christian neighbors. They diverge later and have different books. Awesome. But the Torah for Jewish people is very special, and we read it every week. Sounds like it has a lot of important things that everyone should read. What kind of things can kids learn from it? Like in the beginning of the Torah, there's ideas about how not to fight with your siblings. Um, I don't know how many people have a brother or a sister and sometimes you get in a fight with them. Well, the Torah teaches us that doesn't usually end up being a very good thing for the family. So we have to learn how to get along with our brothers and sisters. Oh yeah, I love my sister, but sometimes we fight. But we always apologize after. That's true. And then later in the Torah, sometimes it could just be a rule about how to make people who are new in our community or like strangers in our community, how to make them feel welcome. Welcome. There's all kinds of really important ideas in the Torah. It's a never ending list of ideas. I love the idea of always making people feel welcomed, included, and a part of the community, even if they are just visiting. That's nice because I sometimes feel shy when I go somewhere new. Hee hee. One of many fascinating aspects of the Torah is that it is written in Hebrew, a language known for its complexity and richness, and also one of the oldest languages in the world. Can you tell us more about it? Absolutely. In ancient Hebrew, which is the language of our texts, there is no punctuation. (gasps) So thousands of years later, after all of these texts were written down, they had to come up with a system of punctuation and how to pronounce the words correctly. And a lot of those punctuation marks involve using your voice to ask a question or to sound like your voice is going down at the end, so it sounds more like a period. Oh. So we have symbols that show us how to chant these words. Awesome! Oh, that's kind of like Mandarin or Vietnamese. We learned about this in other episodes. I remember people in Vietnam, if you want to say hi, it's like chow. Like you're going down on a slide. Chow. It's like, it's like chow and ow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So as Kenter Beth mentioned, punctuation is almost like traffic signals in writing, telling us when to stop, 
take a short pause like a comma. <gasps> or express excitement. Yay! So readers can easily understand the meaning of the words. Punctuation in the Hebrew Torah, like spaces and special symbols, helps people understand the sacred teachings. The people who learn those languages have a much better ear for music when they're learning pitched languages as little children. Ha -ha! Because they have to be able to recognize the brain has to learn right away whether you're hearing something go up or down or stay the same. Whoa, it is like a song. Hebrew sounds very complex but very cool. Almost magical. Well, actually, speaking of, did you know that your name, Asher, is Hebrew? No way! What? Asher is a, is a Hebrew name, and um, it's really a special name. It's, Asher was one of the tribes of Israel. That's so cool. Would you mind sharing the meaning of his name, Asher? So Asher comes from the Hebrew word for happiness. And we have a special, beautiful prayer that a lot of our B'nai Mitzvah students learn. And it is what we call a psalm, which is like a biblical poem. And the first word of that psalm is Ashrei, which means happy, but it's like Ashrei Yoshvei Vetecha. It says, happy are the, those people who live in God's house. Wow. So it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful name. And I hope that you are embodying that name by bringing happiness to everyone in your family and those people around you. Happy! I am happy every day! And collecting Pokemon cards! That is a very beautiful poem, and what an honor it is to understand the meaning of his word and see how Asher, true to his name, spreads joy to those in his family and the people he sees every day. So we learned that a bar mitzvah with an R, B-A-R, Mm -hmm. is a Jewish ceremony for boys, while a bat mitzvah with a T, B-A-T, is for the girls. Uh -huh. B'nai mitzvah is a term used when referring to the ceremony for both boys and girls together. Can you share with us what it means and what the process is like? It means the son of the commandment or the daughter of the commandment. And what the commandment is, is a lot of like rules. Our students, we start to see them as being able to make good decisions and more adult decisions when they start to be 12 or 13. Oh yeah, that's like double my age. <laughs> I am a long way to go. <laughs> One of the best things I think about bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah is that it's a big project that you do a little bit at a time. I can do that. And then they have one special day on the calendar that might be close or on or around their 13th birthday. And then what they get to do is they get to prepare and make sure they're ready 
and they practice every day and they meet with me at least once a week and they come in and they show me what they've learned. What do they learn? Is it like from the scripture? Absolutely. One of the most central parts of becoming bar or bat mitzvah is reading from the Torah. What the students get to do is they get to pick one idea or one teaching that is in their specific Torah portion for that day of their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. And they get to teach the whole congregation and all their family and friends about why that idea is so important to us even today, thousands of years later. And so we call that a Devar Torah or a word of Torah. That's a beautiful process that connects the child to the roots of their faith and teachings as they get ready to become young adults. Asher, even though we don't have bar or bat mitzvahs in our religion, is there any particular aspect of this experience that you find especially interesting? Well, we learned from the last episode that sick children wear pakas and then they wear turbans when they're ready. It kind of seems similar. Yes, that's a great comparison. Many, many, many cultures have a ritual like this. So there's all kinds of different rituals that have always taken place all over the world when children get to be old enough to start to do adult things. I know um, in Christian traditions, they have confirmation. In other traditions like tribal cultures, There's hunting rituals that's like providing food for their community. Confirmation? I did not know about that. Hmm. Yes, we will eventually learn about this in our family because we practice Christianity. As Kenter Beth mentioned, confirmation is an important event in our faith, usually happening in the early teenage years. It's when the child declares their commitment to the Christian faith and through a ceremony with the bishop, pastor, or priest, they receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's cool. I'm only six. I can wait. So mommy says that sometimes there are really cool ways to celebrate bar or bat mitzvah, like a party. Could you tell us about how some families celebrate? So every family has a different way of approaching how to celebrate this very special occasion. One of the things we really want to do is honor our students who have done all this hard work for the service, but then they want to be able to have some fun afterwards. So some families might have a party in the evening on the same day. Some people might wait till the next day on Sunday. They do all kinds of different things and there's not one way to have a celebration after a bar bat mitzvah. Some families even take a trip and learn something together about the world that they've never learned before and acknowledging um, this special rite of passage for our, our 12 and 13 year olds. That sounds like a trip that would be very memorable for the whole family. But if the family chooses to have a celebration, like a party, what are they like? Sometimes people might do a special thing where they'll light candles to honor people who have been special in their child's life, like coaches or teachers or relatives and friends. And they talk about that person and the relationship they have to the child who is celebrating bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Cool, 
cool. Also, they have special dances that they do at the celebrations. There's a circle dance called a hora. Sometimes if you see, you can see them, people doing that in movies or on television. And sometimes they'll take the child or the parents or the siblings and they'll put them in a chair and they'll lift them up while people are dancing around in a circle to music that's very lively. There's all kinds of fun party rituals that aren't old traditional Jewish rituals, but they have become a very special part celebration culture as well. Party, party. I've witnessed these dances before at bar and bat mitzvahs along with weddings, and it is wonderful to see and be a part of it. I don't think there was a single person in the room that wasn't dancing along and cheering. I'd love to see it someday. Well, we learned so much having Beth Cantor on the show. Before we jump onto our next adventure, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? So this is for the grown-ups. If you are interested in hearing Jewish music, there's awesome resources on YouTube. And if you want to learn about CTJ in Manhattan Beach, California, we are a very warm and welcoming community. And you can check out our website. It's ctjmb.org. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well under CTJMB. And uh, we would love to see you at services. And even if you're not Jewish, you're always welcome to come on a Friday night. We have family services and we have Tat Shabbat for preschool age kids as well. Thanks for being on our show. We hope to see you again soon. Thanks, Kristen. And thanks, Asher. And thanks, Culture Kids. Bye bye. As we wrap up today's adventure, we hope you'll continue to get curious about how your friends around you celebrate and practice their unique traditions, religions, and cultures at home. Learning about our differences helps us discover a new world of ideas and make friends that come from all over the world. Our differences makes the world so interesting. I mean, can you imagine what it would be like if everyone did things exactly the same and we had nothing to learn from each other? We would all be like robots. That wouldn't be fun. <laughs> and always remember, here in our Culture Kids community, you and your family are always welcomed, accepted, and celebrated for exactly who you are. Asher, you can go first. What's sticky and brown? Is this a potty joke? I don't know. What? A stick. Ah, I get it. Stick, sticky. I think we all assumed it was something else. But good one. P O O P. Thanks, Asher. We did make a new rule in our house that we weren't allowed to use potty words when we're not. In the potty, so I like that you spelled it out. Your turn. Knock knock. Who's there? Cow says. Cow says who? A cow says moo, silly, not who. I wanted to interrupt that joke. Well, thank you for not interrupting. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. We are gearing up to celebrate Lunar New Year and we're going to have Miss Sophie Tran from Mommy and Me Vietnamese on our show to learn about how the country of Vietnam celebrates the holiday. So stay tuned. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. See you later. friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.